Welcome to the pre-show. Welcome to the pre-show. So you've recently had a a tweet. I don't know if it's gone viral, but uh, you tweeted out about Travis Scott's concert. Yes. So why everybody knows what happened, but why don't we uh, start from the top? We had his concert. I don't know. Is it like it's uh, Astro World? It's like a circus, a circus slash concert or like a fair. It's got a, like a Ferris wheel and uh, and music. And uh, just this past weekend, so we're recording this on the ninth of November. But just this past weekend, there was a uh, um, a stampede. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And uh, I believe eight lives were lost. Yeah. And why don't you take it from there? Um, in terms of my tweets, you mean? Sure. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he came out and said he was going to supply. He's going to pay for funerals. He's going to pay for this. He's going to pay for that. Yeah. For all the victims. And he's going to pay for therapy for anybody who was at the concert. Yeah. At the festival who wanted to get therapy. Yeah. And I quickly, and I quickly, I just, I don't know who Travis Scott is. I don't care to know who Travis Scott is, but that's fine. The kids like him. He's very popular. He's a popular rapper. Didn't um, isn't he the one that you were saying did the show inside of inside of, of Fortnite? Uh, inside of Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think his name's Travis. When I told Kel on the weekend we were going for a walk, I I, I assumed he was a country guy. So I said, Yeah, at a country music festival, there was and then she was, she goes, Greg, he's the furthest thing from country. I'm like, okay. Anyway, so he offered therapy. And so yeah. I went to his Instagram page to learn more about him. Yeah. And who he is. Yeah. And I didn't realize he was married to one of the Kardashians or Jenners or whatever, but yeah, yeah. whatever. And he had a link to the therapy site. This, I think better help or whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh, better. I'm looking right now. Yeah, better help. It's funny. Cause it just, I keep getting notifications. So it keeps going as in, in the background here with Twitter. And, um, I looked at it and said, you know, you need, you need a valid credit card. I'm like, Oh, that's uh, okay. Kind of, kind of weird, but yeah. Okay. And then they said, because you get your first month for free. And then after you get charged. And I've heard from people that were saying that was like $400 a month. Whoa. That your credit. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And so, so I just, yeah, I tweeted. I said, hold up. So Travis Scott's, offer of counseling through better help is a one month free trial. You have to have a credit card. And if you're not all better by the end of the month, and I said, bloody hell, who would be better after what they just experienced in a sure. month, in a month, yeah. what are you going to be just like, you're fixed, not fixed. Fixed is the wrong word. Yeah. Um, that was the wrong word. So I apologize. Uh, you have to pay. And then I just went asterisk, 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 asterisk. That's gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just so disingenuous like it, it, i had somebody say 
you know, like it makes you wonder if he or the family is an investor in this company. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm hoping that's oh, wrong. Yeah. I'm hoping hmm. that's wrong. Interesting. I'm hoping that's not correct. But yeah. yeah, it's just gross. It's just like, like he should not be touted as this guy who's helping people because he's, he's, I was going to say a word that I want to use, hmm. but he's basically, you know, giving one month away on a freemium model to a pay as you play mental health site. It's gross. Yes, it and, is. It is and true. when I did a yeah. quick Google search within a minute, I found another partner of theirs that was also giving you one month free. So all you to do is know that code and you go in and you've got one month free with this site. So like, yeah. how's that, how's that really stepping up? It's not. Yeah, it is. Um, it is very unfortunate what has happened. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the correct response is and who the, the response should be coming from. Right. Is it the artist? Is it the concert promoter? Is well, yeah, isn't he the promoter? Isn't he, I, like, I don't isn't know. This... I don't know. I believe it's him and Live Nation. Yeah. So is like, it is it production. him? Is it Live? Like it's 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 you know it's his name. It's his um, it's his brand. Yeah. Uh, is Live Nation though executing that? Um, is it who's in charge of security or safety or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, per- Perez Hilton. Only cause I replied to him mm-hmm. because somebody pulled him into this conversation and he liked a couple of my tweets, which is kind of interesting, yeah. <clears throat> which probably has helped the, you know, helped it from a an amplification perspective not probably it would have for sure helped it from mm-hmm. an amplification perspective um but he used the word my replies um he didn't use the word tragedy he used the word a terrible catastrophic failure and that's exactly what it was i mean it was it was a tragedy of course, but it was a catastrophic failure. Yeah. Um, apparently, the police chief from Houston is a buddy of Travis Scott's or a friend or something. Yeah. And he went back to his uh, trailer or whatever. And and he's come out and said that he said this is just like we're in we're in a we're in a dangerous situation here. This and was after the fact before. Oh, before. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm going to have to edit this out if I'm incorrect, but but what I remember reading yesterday or the day before was that the police chief, yeah, is a butt of his and went and said, you know, we're this isn't good. Yeah, there was. Uh, I was listening to as it happens, I believe, last night on CBC Radio, and they had a an attendee um, who um, witnessed, who thought number one thought she was going to die. And witnessed somebody die right, like underneath her, right beside her, right underneath her. Um, 
it is, yeah, it is disheartening. And, and I, and I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think is obviously this isn't the first time someone has, or a number of people have died at a concert. Um, So I, I don't know what the correct response is. I don't know. Yeah, I really, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Obviously, it's a, it's a terrible tragedy. Um, and and concerts aren't a place for these things. Like no one goes to a concert thinking, I got to be careful. I need to be safe. People go to a concert. I'm going to have a ton of fun. I'm going to dance. I'm going to sing. I'm going to be jumping up and down. That's the experience people are expecting to have at a concert. Not had, not, not the thought of um, I'm going to be in a commotion or a crowd that is going to be pushing. Well, apparently everybody too, there were to a lot the of state. people that got in for like, like went through the gates or whatever, like didn't, didn't pay. Yeah. So, so it was, I assume it was way over capacity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, WKRP, um, as much as it's one of the greatest sitcoms of all time, um, they also tackled difficult subjects. Mm-hmm. They tackled like payola with cocaine. You know, they tackled they tackled some very interesting subjects that were tough. And the one that was really tough that I recommend people watch if you haven't seen it is the episode from the Who concert in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's 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 just a, it's a you know, for a sitcom, it's a very powerful episode. Um <clears throat> because it shows you you know, you talk about responsibility and and you're going to hear my dog that I'm fostering in the background here. I'm sure my dog, you said my dog, the the dog I'm fostering. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, the um, WKRP episode is really great because it was, it's just about, you know, the, the radio station. And I think the premise was that they had promoted this. Well, they had, you know, and the, the premise was to promote the show, whether they were putting on the show or not or whatever. Sure. But yeah. they promoted the show. And it was just how devastated everybody was afterwards thinking that they were a part of this. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, this was in 1979, December of 1979, uh, who concert in Cincinnati, 11 deaths, 26 uh, injuries on top. Yeah. Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. I'm Carson. I play drums in Days Arme. I'm Aiden. I sing and play guitar and a couple other things. I'm Nolan. I, I'm the bass player. And we're called Days Arme. And you're listening to Welcome to the Music Podcast. Can you hear me? Hold on, let me. I can hear it, but it's very quiet. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you have to go dog? Yeah, you have to go dog. Oh. There we go. Sorry. Sorry about that. Got you now. Can you hear us now? Yeah. Got you now, yeah. Ha-ha! <laughs> Success. <Sweet. laughs> if only one or more of you knew how to, like, 
do engineering and like, <laughs> you know, audio <laughs> together and you know, know. Yeah, one day maybe one day yeah. <laughs> hey thanks for coming on guys oh no thank yeah, you so for much having for us. having us yeah. yeah thank you um aiden how how old are you that you're drinking tea <laughs> uh old enough <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome that is yeah. awesome it's throat code so i'm it's it's a work thing it's a work thing fair enough <laughs> fair enough awesome <laughs> in vancouver in vernon okanagan i've read all three places where where exactly are you guys now mm, we're in vancouver now we live in vancouver as of uh, two years ago two years yeah yeah uh, but we're from we're from Vernon, like grew up there, spent a lot of time there. Um, yeah. But just, yeah, end of 2019, moved out here and all moved in together. Nice. Perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where, so we, I, I think everyone's read or whoever's heard about the band have read uh, about the translation of the name. Mm. Uh, Desert May, which means from now on in French. Where did that come from? Do you guys do French? Did you guys do French in school? Like, how did that yeah. come about? Yeah, we, uh, well, these guys did like French immersion, like all the way through elementary and high school. And I did like late, I like joined later. So like about grade six, I went into like full French immersion. So it was always like a part of, I guess, just a part of our lives. It was always, you know, in, in the back of our minds kind of, and, um, I think Nolan's phone was in French at the time. And then his laptop subsequently was also in French. So when you get a notification, it, right. Something like someone well, starts following. I don't you. think my, that my, my stuff was in French yet, but uh -oh. it does, it does say that anytime someone follows you. Yeah. Me. Whenever yeah. someone follows you, it says days or may. So this person, it's somewhere in the notification. It says days or may. So that was kind of always that popped up and we're like, Nolan's like, this could be a cool band name. Um, and then, yeah, just the meaning of it, you know, technically means henceforth, but, um, that sounds a little pretentious. So we say from now on, uh, yeah. So it's just kind of always been around in, in our lives, the, the French aspect of things. So how did you guys, how did you guys like connect and hook up to start the band? Yeah. Um, so, well, Nolan and I are twin brothers. Um, so we've, you know, born together, lived together a whole lot. Born together. Um, yeah. Kind of, and, good start. Good so that's start. how we met. <laughs> um, and then Aiden, um, we met through like cross country skiing, actually. Um, mm. Our parents were like friends, like, and then I, we just kind of started like skiing together. And then which led into like, you know, family trips and like uh, fam, like hanging out with each other. Um, and then we kind of all just, on our own just like we're like oh like I, Aiden was like oh got a guitar for like Christmas was like started playing it and then later on like we got our instruments for Christmas and then it was like oh like we should start a band it just like makes sense like guitar bass and drums um and it just went from there cool. so, so Carson you said cross-country skiing I read somewhere that I don't know if it's all three of you or like have been serious athletes yeah so well Excluding me, excluding me. <laughs> the three of I'm us, the other one out. <laughs> the three of us all skied, um, still all ski. Um, but Aiden and I were like into like racing and like, you know, trying to get on like the provincial team and that kind of thing, oh. um, which was like a really good, like 
focus to have as well as music. And I think it translated into music. Yeah. Um, but we've kind of like, since we're not really like racing anymore or anything, but yeah, that like for our high school, a better part of high school, we were like competitive, really competitive skiers. Yeah. yeah. And this was in cross country or downhill cross country, cross country. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. And Nolan, you're like, you've removed yourself from the serious athlete. Uh, he was in a conversation. I'm more of a casual skier. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I did the racing thing. I always came last. I'm not very competitive. I was like, well, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have to go like try really hard. And like, I don't, I'm like breathing really hard. I'm like, I'll just go a bit slower. Then I'll come last and be like, it's okay. So I just stopped really. And then like, wasn't my thing. I like skiing, but yeah, not racing so much. I hear you. That's uh, Nolan. That sounds like my story. I, I did cross country skiing in high school as well. Nice. Cool. And we got to offsas, which is like the Ontario high school championships. Um, but we only got there because the team was good. Mm. But I was like, I think I was like, I was the last person to finish. There were people behind me, but they didn't finish. So oh, I was the last. Yeah, yeah. Got you. So got it was you. like, I had, I bragged for maybe a year that I'm like the 200th top. I'm in the top 200 skiers. Nice. You awesome. know, in the whole province. Yeah. But after that, it was like, yeah, I sucked really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. It's a tough sport. So hard. Yeah. yeah. It looks easy, so but it's hard. There's so many, yeah. it's such, it's so technical. And like, there's so many elements you have to just kind of, you're supposed to know how to do. And like, yeah, you I think, know how to wax the skis and like, Oh my God. The part oh, for the me was like the mind it. game though. It's like the whole mind game of like, you, you feel like you're going to pass out at any moment, but yeah. you have to keep, but you have to keep going. Because yeah. like those are the people who win, who yeah. like just can push through that. Oh my god! Like it's like running a marathon. Not that I have any idea what it's like to run a marathon, but from the friends of mine that have run a marathon, it's like yeah. that same sort of mental. You know, there yeah. there are points where you just got to keep going and get over it. It's the people that yeah. can do that that excel at it. And I, guys, I got to be honest with you, I had no idea about him. Like we've known each other for a very oh, yeah. long time, not since <laughs> high school. Uh, but I had no idea he skied off. So I'm gonna have to keep this in my back pocket so no, yeah, I bring it back out. Oh, yeah. that'll be good. <laughs> Are you so impressed? Good. Are you impressed, Gregor? Yeah, I am. I there am. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I skied yeah. off this. What the heck did you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> curling, curling. No, curling. curling? You oh, curl. That's yeah. tough, too. Nice. That's technical. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I haven't kept anything from my from my skiing days, but. Uh, mm. That two, yeah. 200th badge? 200th, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was before that was before cell phones. We couldn't we couldn't get that uh, that taken care of. But um, Carson, like there's other skills that you have. And uh, yeah, like you make a mean <laughs> coffee, I've been told. They both do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is something I'm actually good at, too. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is OK. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are both good at making coffee. I'm actually I'm retiring from making coffee. You're retired. Which is like awesome because right. I, I love coffee, but I'm kind of over making it. But okay, yeah, I, we both, you know, make great coffee. I think. Right, <laughs> Nolan, are you still? Are you? <laughs> so, were you both at the coffee shop working together, or different shops, rival shops, rival shops in Vernon? Who made yeah, the yeah. best flat white? Uh, it's tough to say. I feel like Nolan's. That's got mine. That's mine. I associate I Nolan with. Flat whites, I think. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Like your coffee shop. I associate I see. more. I can see that. I can yeah. See that. Cool. yeah. So was there a rivalry? Because Nolan, I, like, I didn't find any write-ups on you online oh. about. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you found it online. Okay. <laughs> but, but Carson, like, there, there's like pages of 
of, of you making coffee and there's like photos, professional photos. Yep. I you think know? he has more media coverage at his coffee shop. Yeah, my yeah. coffee shop's pretty, pretty present online. It's pretty hype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's more low-key. Mine kind of got key. inserted in that. <laughs> yeah. And Aiden's eight, and a tea drinker. Yes, and no other skills. No other skills. All right. And enough of those skills. Listen, <laughs> congrats on, on the album. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. That just dropped. Um, you've probably been asked this question because Greg and I asked this question a lot uh, from up and coming artists. Um, why, why an album? That, that mm. seems counterintuitive to what, as Greg would say, what the kids are doing these days, which is just like releasing singles you know, every few weeks, like why mm-hmm. the focus on an album this time? Uh, well, it was, it was going to be an EP initially, but then pande- pandemic happened and we're like, okay, now what do we do? Yeah. We got to like adjust our strategy. And then we like had almost put out like all of the songs we recorded. Like I think we put out five of the six that we had recorded. So we're like, okay, we need to like make some more songs. And then our label was like, you guys, what do you, how do you feel about an album? We were like, good. We feel good about an album. So like, yeah. yeah, we just like ended up putting that together like over the last like, I don't know. Couple months, four, four six, or five. Six months, maybe? I, don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. It was a blur. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've personally always liked albums. I feel yeah. like that's a really cool way to move through um, your career and like, when artists have different kind of eras and like visual things with each album and it's, it's like clearly defined. Um, that's always just felt more like the right thing to do than to kind of just go single by single. And we did the single thing and uh, for a bit and I don't know, I just, it felt, it felt like the right thing to do just to kind of wrap it all up in the, in the big kind of final album summary of the whole thing. So uh, yeah. And yeah. And like Nolan said, we had, we needed to write more songs and stuff. I wasn't going to put out an album with just one new song. So, yeah. That's cool. And so, so um, I, I, I hear, and I don't even want to say I hear influences. I don't, I don't know who the influences are. I want to get to there, but can you talk a bit about your sound? Cause it's a, it's a, it's a unique, neat sound. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think the, the principle that we always go by is just, um, do we like it? Does it feel good? Um, yes cool don't think about it any more than that really i think like um when we were like it was like a, man like three and a half four years of trying to like get a lot of these songs to be where they're at and um it was agony because back then we were so like oh this does this sound too much like this is it like too pop leaning is it too i don't know like um all those comparisons are like agonizing to kind of have to deal with all the time and stuff. So we just decided to eventually just be like, screw it. Like, does it feel good? Yes or no. Um, and if yes, then let's just go with it. So I think like, um, that's, that's kind of been the, the, the way we discern like, um, production and, 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 uh, yeah, just, just going off feeling, I think is more important than going off of like, I don't know, trying to fit it into like what is cool at the time or what is relevant and stuff. So, uh, yeah. And then even since the albums come out, like I think the stuff we're making now has definitely shifted and, you know, in terms of sound. So yeah. it's always, it's, it's exciting because it always keeps it, keeps it fresh. That's cool. That's Greg, cool. what, uh, 
What do you think their uh, their influences are? No, I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I want. To say, I was going to ask that next. I was like, like, what? Right, what who, who are your influences? And I, I, I do like. You can hear the sound changing, particularly for this album, from some of the other stuff, previous stuff. Like, who do you guys consider to be some of your influences? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough question because yeah. I think like I think there's so much stuff, probably from you know uh, being a kid that is still influencing me now that I just, I'm maybe not as aware of. Cause it's like, I mean, I used to, there's some albums when I was like 13, 14 that I would listen to like religiously. And I'm sure now it's just like burned into my, my brain and like how I move and write songs and mm-hmm. stuff. So it's hard to really pin it down to like a couple, but I don't know. Do you guys, it's why I think it just is like a wide range of a lot of things like from like rush to like Kendrick Lamar, like raging It's the machine Phoenix, like, it's it's all over the place, really. I think. Cool, and I, and I wasn't necessarily meaning the influence, the sound of this album. I just meant you know who influenced you guys in general. Sort of. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, from like an artist yeah. standpoint, and like being a public, like a public figure that kind of seems to always do what they want and is like very creative, um, publicly creative, and and doesn't you know care what people think and stuff. I mean, it was uh, it was and still is like Tyler the Creator, um, Kanye was one still can be one sometimes and like um people that just i've always just been drawn to people that are just very like intense about what they do and they don't care what you think about it and Mm. they're just doing it because they have to do it 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 seems like they have to do it and um i've always felt um like i saw a bit of myself in that and identified with that so yeah i hope that's a good answer i i I always stumble on that answer Mm -hmm. no no fair enough fair enough Greg, did you hear Rush in their in their music? <laughs> if I if I was to say, did I hear Rush in it? Some of the changes that went from here to there to there to there in some of the songs. <laughs> where, and what's the one song I was listening to? Was it Ego? I think where it was a whole bunch of uh, beats that you mixed together. Is that the right one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was interesting to hear that. So I guess if you're asking me in terms of Rush, I mean that's what Rush would do. Rush would go from. You know, this to that to that to that, all within the safe of, or the space of thirty seconds or a minute. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway. true, true. These guys were that's obsessed. Cool yeah, <laughs> that's the reason why I played music. Oh yeah, like as a kid. Yeah, just like especially as a bass player, like very very early influence. Yeah, we just we just had we just had a charity auction. I'm in the wine space and the spirit space. And we had a charity auction and we had uh, both a bass and a guitar signed by both Getty and Alex. Nice. That's amazing. And they went, they went like, I think, I don't know, like 30 and $60,000 or something. It was like, again, it's for charity. So awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Do Rush, they have a, do they have a wine? Greg? Getty, Getty's a, Getty's a, Getty's a big burgundy drinker. Yeah. Oh, nice. Interesting. Really, really interesting. Um, Yeah. So tell us, tell us about, about some of the songs. Greg, I don't know if you have a favorite song uh, from the album, but um, I think just existing is just existing and role model. I think. Cool. Thank you. Are are my two favorites. I'm wondering if you can talk a a bit about those two songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just existing, I mean, I think was, oh man, 
2018 or something? 2018. 2018. And Role Model was started like 2016, 20, yeah, like late 2016. So they're both ideas that have been around for like a a pretty long time. And um, we've toured like so many like crappy versions of them and, you know, different arrangements and and structures and stuff. And um, I think Nolan kind of, you kind of like started off just existing. Mm -hmm. It was like very bass and drum. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to write like a fast song. Just a fast, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a banger. And then uh, role model was like, role model was just like pieced together, just like, man, like so long. Just uh, it was in a different key for like a couple of years, and then it and they had a, we had the chorus for like the whole time, and then everything else was just like um, writing new verses, hating the new verses, writing more verses, uh, trying to figure out an intro, like. And then we almost didn't even like when it, when it came to sending, when we first kind of had our first interaction with Steve Bays um, who produced it, we almost didn't even send him role model in the pile of demos. Cause we were like, this is not that good. And our manager was like, no, just send it, see how it goes. And uh, he was like, we need to do that one. I don't care about any of the other demos. We just need to do <laughs> that one. So yeah, it worked out. And just existing was kind of a similar thing. It just kind of happened to um, we, we put it away for a while cause we didn't really like it. And then, uh, sometime this year or end yeah. of last year, we just opened it up again. And we were like, actually, this is sick. Yeah. And we, we really had a feeling that Steve would kill. It could be right up in his, his alley. So, um, yeah, just kind of like another one that just like fell into place basically. Yeah. I like what you've done with your website. Um, mm-hmm. because like just existing, like you can listen to all the, uh, the, the demos and where it started and where it ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, all, all the songs, I think from this album, uh, you've done, you've done that on, on the mm-hmm. website. Where, where did that idea come from? That's a good uh, question. I, I was like, how like Carson was working on like the code part of that, the website. And I was like thinking about <clears throat> like what, I don't know, just what stuff like fans might want to hear. Yeah. So I thought like, it started with me just finding like the first version we ever did a role model. And I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if I like just collected all of the versions of our song, like of, of the songs and just put them in order sort of like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just like thought it'd be a cool thing to do. Cool. It's and cool. even the, the collage, right? The collaging of the pictures and the, mm-hmm. the backstory yeah. and some of the lyrics, right? Like, yeah. I love, I love that. idea. I'd love to hear because it's weird. Like I've, I've, um, I've, I've received, I've purchased like a bunch of like U2 stuff mm. um, and some of their songs, uh, whether they're B-sides or whether it is like one of their hits that just had a different, um, it was just different. You know, it was like an early edition uh, oh, or yeah. an earlier version. And it, it sounds, it sounds different, but you get that appreciation for the song. I think a little bit more. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I think like the, um, for me specific, like for me personally, I think like seeing the process is makes me appreciate the final yeah, uh, result a lot more. And you kind of feel like, you know, the artist a little bit better and it's, it's more intimate. Uh, so I've always, I've always really liked when people do that. Yeah. You guys have recently toured. Is that right? Or, or at least done some live shows. <clears throat> we did a show last month. Okay. Um, just like a one, a one off. Cool. Um, yeah. Last time we toured, it was like, 2019 unfortunately so it's been it was like a while it was a long time coming and yeah. uh 
How yeah. was how was this live show that you guys did? Yeah, it was it's pretty cool. Um, it was like it was um it was on the island on Vancouver Island. Yeah. Um, and they it was pretty sweet. They do like a a full like video, like multi camera with like live audio recording, and they're gonna like mix it and edit it later. So it's gonna be like a really cool piece of content that we're gonna be able to share with everybody, and you know uh, that kind of thing. And it just felt nice to be in a venue again, like just yeah. playing loud music. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, was it was it just the songs from this album, or was it a, a a wide range of some of your older stuff as well? It was. I think we played almost everything. Almost everything. Yeah. Songs, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like an hour or ten or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Right. So what ver like what version comes out? Because obviously there's a lot of production uh, mm-hmm. on on these songs, and there's only three of you. So is it, you know, do you do the rush treatment where? only three musicians on stage and you'll figure it out or, and, and what kind of treatment do you give your songs mm. for the show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well we, we run tracks a lot of the time live. So, okay. um, it's very like, uh, I don't know what that word is. I guess it's kind of like a hybrid kind of thing between, um, like live instruments and samples and stuff. So yeah, I mean, we try to pull it off as close as we can to the, you know, um, recorded version and then embellish it here and there with like live live isms i guess yeah yeah improvised stuff and extending um, sections extending sections yeah yeah. um trying to make it feel as non-robotic as possible even though it is you know like all mapped out yeah all mapped out uh so that's been yeah that's been an interesting an interesting thing to try and explore and yeah playing the show was like uh, eye-opening that it's it's really been, it's really been a long time since we since we've done it. So it was like, yeah, to get back into that rhythm and try and, um, yeah, win people over again was definitely something that needs to I need to get used to doing again. But it was fun. How was the crowd? Like how was how was the it audience? Was, like it was cool. It was um, it had to be seated unfortunately mm-hmm. for COVID stuff. So there was a bit of like, a, do these people like? hate us or they just are not allowed to move <laughs> so yeah i mean but the energy seemed cool once i could you know see their faces and stuff it was good that's cool were you were you given instructions don't tell the crowd to dance like they have to stay seated so yeah yeah we yeah. were like thinking i was like thinking like maybe we should try to get them up but it hard well i try oh yeah you try and, they were and then the, the usher is like i can see the usher in the corner like <laughs> don't don't do that yeah <laughs> uh tag music is your label i yes. think yeah yeah down, yeah. down yeah. i guess worldwide um how like i'm really curious especially for for a young band about siding with the label uh you know information is widely available so i'm sure you guys have read stuff on independent artist going to a label and maybe mm. becoming independent again. How mm. did you choose this label? Um, what do you enjoy about working with them? Yeah. They're awesome. I mean, man. I think like we're still independent in Canada, actually. We like okay. left that out of our deal, but yeah, they have the rest of the world. But I think, I think what drew us to them is like, um, we really liked um, the head of the label, Gabe, we really like his energy. He's like really just stoked about, music and like getting um up and coming talent like in front of more people 
Yeah. So, and like, they're like, we really liked also that like they were kind of willing to take a risk on us. Cause like what we found in the past from like other labels we've talked to is they really don't want to have much to do with you unless you're like guaranteed to make the money. So he mm-hmm. was like willing to like, just take a bit of risk and like, he really believes in us. So I think that's what drew us to them initially. Yeah. It, I mean, it still kind of feels no disrespect to them, but it does still feel like very independent because we're kind of allowed to do what, whatever, whatever we want to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they, they're just kind of there to like, they support and, um, you know, social media stuff and like advertising and, you know, marketing stuff. And, um, but it, it's cool. Cause at the end of the day, it's like our call on stuff, which is what we wanted. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's more just like uh, they, when we first kind of met them, they were talking about it as it's kind of like a kind of like a middleman kind of thing. It's less of like, oh, you're signed to this big like label thing. It's more like it's more like artists or label services kind of thing. Um, and they're awesome. They're all it's like a very, you know, it's like a kind of small team. and Everybody's very tight knit and very supportive. And yeah, great people. Did you connect with them before COVID? Like, did you, was there like a show yeah. that you connected or how to? Yeah. So I don't remember exactly. So Tessa, like a, for role model, like Tessa Violet, who's the feature. And yeah. she's also the last, the last tour we did. She's signed to them for, for management and for like label stuff as well. So it was like oh. kind of through her. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime 2019. 2019 though. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Tell me about the stuff. Are you guys, well? Are you guys still active on Twitch as a as a as a band? Uh, we haven't been, but yeah. we're yeah. We were, we're talking about it the other night because yeah, we tr- really love to be on Twitch. <clears throat> trying to get back on there. I I saw one of your sessions mm. that uh, that you did on Twitch, and it was like, you basically came up with a song. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if you did that for all the sessions, but I thought that was really cool. Oh, um, is there anything on the album that came out of one of those sessions, or is there stuff that you guys are workshopping from that? There's a couple. There's one. I think yeah, there's like, one that's probably yeah. most of the songs that we made just ended up ended up being kind of like joke songs. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Like, but like we made one that was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Like we've been messing around with it. Like yeah, in the last week probably. Yeah. Like early kind of lockdown quarantine, we started doing it on Instagram, like because the limit, the time limit for our lives was like an hour at that time on the account. So okay, um, we're like, let's just make a song in an hour and, you know, like watch us do this. And like the first couple actually worked out pretty well. And then it, and then we started needing more time and stuff. So uh, yeah, we started doing it on Twitch. We don't do it every stream, but mm-hmm. um, cause it's pretty taxing actually to do it in front of people and stuff. But uh, yeah, there's a couple ideas that have Suck worked around. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was where, fun. Where like, the, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah. I was just gonna say it's extra fun. Cause like we got people watching to send in like voice memos or like samples and be like, like some of the vocals are just like people like singing into their phone. And then we just like slotted it in or like someone actually recorded a saxophone solo for one of them. <laughs> wow. Which okay. is like crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it became like kind of a, you know, not just people watching us make the music, but it became like we were making it together. Collaborative. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that is really neat. Where did the idea even come from to do like like to we're going to go on Twitch or we're going to go on Instagram or we're going to make music? Where did that idea come from? Uh, I think it came from like boredom. Well, boredom. <laughs> boredom. We were getting pretty bored. Yeah. Um, but there's also like a lot of like beat makers and like yeah 
there's on TikTok. Like there's quite a big Twitch. Twitch you mean? That's what I'm. Okay, <laughs> I meant to say Twitch. Another T. Um, like it's all the same. Greg Greg knows none of this stuff. By the way, we say okay. he just he just got on Instagram like last week. Oh okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. his gra- his grandkids had to teach him. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, all good. Um, yeah, like people like Kenny Beats or like Timbaland, um, yeah. Knowledge. Like they have streams where they make music for hours or they like have beat battles with their fans or you know just like put out tips or like information um free sample packs so just and we were kind of like seeing it and just being like wow like they're creating this really cool community of just like more and more artists um and like uh, we're just kind of like oh we can do that too um so it's been yeah it's been cool well if you if you guys go back to it let us know i think that's yeah it's entertaining for sure and it's really yeah. Yeah. really fun to watch absolutely awesome. um yeah hopefully this week next week maybe all right well yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like i'll be waiting by my computer okay <laughs> greg greg will have to uh download tiktok and twitch <laughs> for you we'll have to get uh, tech support that okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no worries Thanks. no worries this this is what I do as an OFSA former OFSA competitor. Yes. This, this is what I bring to the table. Yeah. I bring to the table. Yeah. Um we have a segment, guys, uh called uh shit. What's the segment called, Greg? Lost venues. Thank you. <laughs> uh segment called Lost Venues, uh, where we talk about a venue that you guys have enjoyed playing at or you hated playing at. There's a story maybe that comes out of that. But the venue doesn't exist anymore. Curious if you have one of those. Yeah, definitely. Um, where we're from in Vernon, um, the music scene is a very uh, tiny, tiny and and fickle. So it sometimes it'll be there, and then sometimes there'll be nothing. So um, when we started playing shows and stuff like 2013, 2014, um, it was, it was there and it was, it was like, it was killing it. Everybody was, it was very cool, like environment to be in. And so there was this venue called the hub, um, down on like the main street, the main downtown street. Um, and it was like a, a probably like a hundred yeah. capacity. And, um, we, we played, I think like our first kind of like legit headlining show there. And there's nice. like 20, there was like 15, 20 people there. It was pretty bad. And then, <laughs> and then like a year later, a year and a half or something, we, we actually sold it out, which was super cool. Um, I mean, yeah, a hundred people, but we sold it out. We got to say we sold it out. And yeah, our uh, first show, sold out show. Yeah. 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 yeah first yeah, sold out show. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those artists just kind of moved or they got jobs somewhere else or like decided they didn't want to do music anymore so then like so much of that stuff just kind of like petered off and uh then the now the venue is a castanet office or something yeah, so it's like <laughs> so, it's just like local local news now. yeah like so news it was website. iconic man there were so many good shows there mm-hmm. and like people it was like the only venue you could like find a show that people could crowd surf at and like mosh and stuff it was like that kind of a vibe it yeah. was awesome the diy venue yeah and now they talk about what's happening around the Okanagan. <laughs> like, they have wild. a little news thing. Yeah. So it's a little depressing when yeah. I see it, but uh, yeah, I miss that place. How long was that around for? Um, I, I have no clue. Maybe like four years, I think. Four or five oh, years. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So just a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I, I want to, I want to get to some other stuff, but I, I totally forgot to ask this question. The move from Vernon to Vancouver, I, I read that, uh, you know, Montreal, you guys are thinking about Montreal. You guys are thinking about the States, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about Europe. Um, I'm not upset, but there was no talk about Toronto uh, <laughs> at, at all. Maybe, maybe the author left that out. Um, did was was Vancouver far enough, but also close enough to home that if you if you need if you missed mom or dad's cooking or whatever, you could quickly head back. Why why yeah. why did you land on Vancouver? Uh, partly that I think, but also I think like we over the years we've developed quite a good relationship with like either bands in Vancouver or like music BC. Um, okay. Steve Bay's like, just like we ended up knowing quite a lot of people. So it seemed like, especially to move like to the States or like somewhere where we're, we don't have any connections. It seemed like maybe it would be a little bit more like starting from ground zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely part of it. I think like Toronto actually was an option. Just okay. So you know, I really like Toronto. Yeah, we all love Toronto. Yeah, uh, and then Montreal too, and and stuff. I think we we didn't think about this being like we probably didn't even think we'd be here this long. Okay, like in Vancouver, I think, and then everything locked down and all that stuff. So then we were like, okay, well, I guess we're here for now and stuff. So um, we always just kind of thought it was more important. It was, I mean, it was kind of important where you were based, but it was more that we were all living together and it would be, we'd be able to just work on stuff. So that was, that was the focus. And yeah, I think we're, you know, we're not, we're not tied down to, or, you know, married to any specific spot. So we'll, we'll go where we need to go. Yeah. Yeah. And in hindsight, like moving here was kind of ideal. Cause I think if we were to move to the U S or something, we during COVID might've had to move home. Yeah. So I think like that kind of thing is just, it's been like kind of a blessing in that way. Yeah, no doubt. We've, we've talked to a number of uh, younger artists who made moves. I think Justine moved from like Sudbury, was it Sudbury to Calgary? To and, Calgary, yeah. To mm-hmm. Calgary and, uh, and and others that moved like from so far away to say Montreal. And, um, you know, and, and we've talked about the challenges of, of making that move right before COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to write, you want to, you know, you want to record, you can't get into the studio yeah. Um, so, so maybe in hindsight for you guys, it was the, the right decision considering what was coming down. Exactly. Yeah. It worked out. For it sure. feels like it was. Yeah. 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 And you guys yeah. aren't sick of each other. You live together, you play together, you work together. Everything's good so far. Yeah. Everything's good. I, I think we know how to, I think we know how to handle Navigate each other. The, yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys, guys have lived together for your whole life. So. Yeah. I can talk to Nolan without even saying words. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys still sharing a room, brothers, or are you, you have yeah. own rooms now? Yeah. yeah, this is the next thing. We're like, we need to get to a place where we can each have our own room. But <laughs> that's for now, awesome. it's still like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I, I I understand you have a song prepared for us. Yes. Um, yes. Tell us what the song is and and what's it about. The song is an acoustic version of Twenty Five. Um, Twenty Five is a. Uh, <laughs> Not a very uh, a positive song, but it is uh, something I was dealing with back when I kind of started writing it and um, me- about measuring success and measuring, mm-hmm. um, you know, the timeline of my own 
life and career and, and, you know, struggling with comparing it to people that I looked up to and stuff. And, uh, 25 was always this deadline that I had to be successful by. And, um, yeah, it was, it was tough to deal with. And thankfully I don't really feel the same anymore. So, uh, but it's, yeah, I kind of put it in the song and, you know, let it be there and be contained within that. So, yeah. yeah. How, How do you, before we get to the song, how do you guys now, um, measure success and and mm-hmm. is there that sort of end line or timeline that you've given yourself or is it just let's just enjoy making music definitely let's just enjoy but i think there's it, there's still some sort of like deadline i i mean i regardless of where this goes or what happens um kind of have to be making stuff and be creative so i'll be doing it regardless i think the kind of only major goal we have is just to be able to do this for a living yeah. and not have to spend time on other things that, you know, aren't yes. being creative and stuff. So Making awesome. flat whites. Yeah. Yeah. Flat whites. yeah. Can't wait until I get to make my last flat white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Here they are, Aiden, Nolan, and Carson from Days or May with 25. They say it's funny how you won't regret it To never think about it when you're ending And I don't find that funny or romantic But if they think it's funny, I could get it Yeah, I could get behind that, cause why not? Everybody knows that the worst times are behind us They're not, but who doesn't love a lie? Cause it's easier to be comfortable than to feel like you gotta try So in that case, I'm sure you'll sleep fine But it feels like if I don't succeed by 25 Somebody's gonna come and end my life Yeah, I know it hurts And I'd wear my heart on my sleeve But I don't wanna get blood on this shirt We're sorry that it's gotta be Everything you feared even worse Don't make a fuss now Everybody's gotta push through the mud Just not any of us It just feels like If I don't succeed by 25 Somebody's gonna come in in my life Wow, that's crazy Yeah It just feels like If I don't succeed by 25 Somebody's gonna come in in my life Just feels like I'm gonna succeed by 25 
Awesome. awesome. Great, great song, guys. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. So one of the questions that we like to ask our guests, um, particularly sort of begin to wrap it up is what's, what's in your earbuds lately? What are you listening to that people should be checking out? I pull up my Spotify. I've, I've had the, the new um, Dijon album on repeat. Like yeah. it's like pretty much all I've been listening to like the last few days. So that'll nice. be my pick. Yeah. Um, nice. I was today. I was just listening to Amine's new album. Uh, it's called 2.5. Um, yeah. Super dope. I'm only like halfway through, but I think that, yeah. Amine and then uh, Donda. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to Yeba, the newest uh, Yeba album. Um, she's fantastic. Um, this uh, little like EP I've been listening to that I found actually on TikTok by this artist called Overpaid. Mm. Um, super cool. Um, in like the realm is like I don't know if you guys are aware of like Pink Panthers, kind of like mm-hmm. drum and bass, kind of like breakbeat heavy, but just like super groovy. Um, super nice to listen to. Um, and lastly, I listened to Dr. Dre, like two, like the two thousand one. Oh, nice. <laughs> for the first time, start to finish. I'd heard, you know, I'd heard the hits and everything, but as an album, it like, I was like, damn, this is the level we need to be at. Once we're done this, I'll, I'll, I'll send you over some links to show you who Dr. Dre is. Okay. So whatever. How <laughs> <laughs> do get one in? You've been nailing me a few times. <laughs> like, like, come on, give me something. I, I, I want to ask this. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Spotify, you know, is, is that where you guys go to discover music? Like where do you discover music? Where do you discover new music from? Mostly, I think, um, I just see it. I just kind of see it like it probably TikTok the most, I think, but I kind of just see it on someone's like story on Instagram or something or people's, people's Instagram stories are a big one for me. Yeah. Same. Okay. Yeah. Like anytime, like an artist, I like post something I don't know on their Instagram story. I, I, I like, add it to my library right away yeah mm. or just friends like texting me being like you gotta listen to this um yeah 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 like i i've recently noticed i don't know if i noticed it but i just knew it but you know places like you said like instagram stories and tiktok like there's so much music on there yeah. whether it is an artist putting their own music out or whether it is people's posts or videos and they just add the music uh later um it's phenomenal do you would you guys be aware of sort of the business implications of that like are is there you know you have your music streaming on places like spotify and so on um what's the business ramifications of having people stream your music or add your music to to posts and videos do you guys know uh, I think just awareness. Um, I think just like yeah. natural, like people just talking about music they like, I think is way more, you know, people are way more likely to click on it than if we're just like pounding the pavement being like, listen to our music that we think is sick. like a sponsored ad, or like something. a sponsored yeah. ad kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Um, but I think specifically with TikTok, I think, you know, people like using other artists music as like for some sort of trend or just like for a funny video or something. Um, can put it in a new light and it can just like people can just be like oh you know what like that was a funny video but the song is actually great yeah and then in turn go listen to it or get the album or whatever that looks like yeah i've been wondering greg whether there's um like if if, if that counts as a stream for an artist 
Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, and if there's like, I don't. I have I'm no thinking, idea. Yeah, within, if it's like within TikTok, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's more just that it's just like it just drives people to go find it. Yeah, really interesting. Well, think about think about the impact that it had on Mother Mother, right? Over yeah, yeah, great yeah. exactly. Like they, yeah. They, that they they relatively exploded during COVID because so many people use their tunes which then drove people to go find them on Spotify and other channels. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the cool thing about it is that like you only hear like 10 to 15 seconds of the song. And yeah. so for me, it's always like, I just want to find out like what the context is for that part of the song, like what the rest of it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's a great driving force. I mean, so many people have started careers off of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Aiden, Nolan Carson, this has been a great chat. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, for spending some time with us. Uh, People want to find out more about uh, your music, uh, check out your music, or even, you know, potentially see you guys live somewhere. Where's where's the best place they can go? Uh, We're at Days or May on everything, social media. Um, You can go to daysormay.com. We'll have tour dates, and we have some merch up there and stuff too. Um, Yeah, other than that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. We're active on everything. Pick a platform. Pick, Pick a, a platform. platform. <laughs> we're there. You're everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> Guys, if you ever find yourselves in Toronto, hmm. uh, give us a shout. Uh, if you guys yeah, are doing a show, you don't even have yeah. to move here. Just come yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be there. We'll yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. All the best, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. yeah thanks thanks again so much. Take care. Cheers, you guys. too. Cheers.